I want the stark beauty that a lens can so exactly render presented without interference of artistic effect. The camera sees more than the eye, so why not make use of it? Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And welcome to episode 144 for the end of September 2021. I got the year right. It's all good. <laughs> I know. I am to be very aware of that. And this is a temptation to say 2020, but we don't want to ever the say last that. year. It's the I don't want to say year. that again. <laughs> yeah. The lost year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, end of September, we made it this far. This is the end of summer. Summer's gone. Um, yes, the leaves are turning in my in my neighborhood. Already? Just all of a sudden, yeah. just in like 72 hours, the leaves that were going to turn, turn. Just, just like oh, really? That. And Did we've had warm get... days, too. We've had nice oh. warm days lately. Did you just get enough as... water that the, 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 the uh, leaves are going to be nice colors, or do you? You must have been enough. Uh, That's why I always think just this. yellow here. Oh, <laughs> not, really? Not a lot of red. Some orange, but yeah, not a lot of red. You have to drive a little ways away to get uh, other kind of leaves. Oh. But uh, yeah, mostly just yellow, green and yellow. John Deere. It's all good. <laughs> Nothing runs like a deer. Exactly. I right. used to wear those t-shirts, you know. Really? Are you are you impressed that I know that? I'm a city boy. I am I actually. About... You know what? I am. I, I, a while back, I knew a guy, it was my uncle's friend, who was a uh, John Deere dealer in um, Windsor, Connecticut, or near Windsor, Connecticut. And so I got to hang out at the at the Deere dealership a lot. And uh, I wanted to drive, I think, did I can't remember if I did, the giant tractor with the, like the double wheels and like two, yeah. on the, two in the front, uh, four in the front, four in the back yeah. that articulates in the middle. Yeah. I think I got a chance to drive one of those a little bit. I so it may interest you to know that my father was the John Deere dealer for Outlook, Saskatchewan, Canada. Wow. <laughs> I got to drive combines of and tractors. Of course and you did. in the seventies, they had snowmobiles. John Deere had snowmobiles. Yeah. They had a garden tractors. I grew up on a garden uh-huh. tractor for crying out loud. So yes, another common experience. This is freaking me out. <laughs> See, uh, the audience. You We're the same be, person. Right. No, <laughs> no one's seen us in the same room together. You got to indulge us here talking about this. Yes, we have a lot in common. Right. I'm looking at you on the screen because we're we're looking at each other in Zoom, but I don't know if I'm looking at myself necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know who got in John Deere's, but anyway, yeah. Blue green and yellow leaves. Green and yellow leaves, yeah. We have oh. a downstairs in my building. We have a um, uh, Japanese maple, which I can see starting to turn red, and those are the most beautiful things uh, I think yeah. um, in in fall. And when the leaves change, like I'm probably going to head out to Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'll do a dispatches from Greenwood. I hate to leave you out of the the loop on that, but I might have to do one with my camera and and because uh, that cemetery in the fall you know, the colors and, and the way because it's a national arboretum and all the, the the mix of trees it's just a it's a beautiful place and i don't know if i'll get a chance to you know drive my new car up uh to upstate new york i'll try i got a friend my um my best friend lives up in uh, upstate new york and maybe i'll try to visit him on a on a uh weekend and then um 
you know, see if we can go around and photograph the trees and stuff like that. And he's got, oh, in his area, he's got like the, you know, the, the covered bridges and oh, the yeah. apple orchards yeah. and stuff like that. And it's not the kind of photography, like I'm, it's not like me, but I do it yeah. anyway, because it's yeah. like, how could I not go up there with the, with, without yeah. my camera and like take pictures of. Do your Kodachrome simulations and all that. Kodachrome simulations. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm, nice. I'm so, Write it down. Take some notes. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting so jealous of, of, uh, uh, you know, our friend, uh, um, Dave, who has a new Fuji camera and he's, yeah. and he's playing around with Kodachrome simulations. Dave, we're <laughs> jealous. I'm jealous. I, I might have to buy an XE4 when I get the chance just so I can, uh, play What's on the XE4? It. I know it's on the XT4. It's on the XE4. No, it's on the well. XE4, the XE4, because oh. the, the website, I can't remember the website that he sent, but the guy was doing the Fuji rep- recipes using uh, showing his XE4. So it's yeah. got the new X-Trans, what is it, X-Trans 4 sensor, right. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can do all these, like, a little more granular controls. Right. I mean, you can do the Fuji recipes on, on our Fujis, the younger Fujis. Yeah. It's just the other one's got more, like, a, more controls on the highlights and shadows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Anyway, sorry, all the other people who are not Fuji people just... <laughs> just Skip ahead of this because yeah. we're the town markers in. Yeah, well, we're geeking out on that stuff. Actually, I want to talk. Maybe I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, sure. Uh, to, so, the way I sort of structured the show is that we have no structure today. I, I wanted to call it uh, gear and pretzels. Gear and pretzels instead of beer and pretzels. Instead of beer and pretzels, because oh, okay. We're sitting here, and I, 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 something just popped up in my mind mm. about that. But to this morning. I took a, I got up, um, not early. I'm, I, I need to really start getting up earlier, but I got up early enough that I could see the sun ball today. Right. Right. And I, I sort of peeked out my window. I was like, oh, ball, sun. And, you know, in my pajamas, I got onto my terrace and set up my 100 to 400 lens and, and mm-hmm. just handheld and took like a handful of shots with it. And I posted one on Instagram. So if anybody's looking at Instagram, you'll see the shot I'm talking about. It's yeah. just the, the ball of the sun and I got a plane flying through it. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it's cause I live, it, it was, it's right in the direction of the airport. Uh, and the sun Very is cool. rising right above the airport in these days. Actually, if I had gotten it lower, I would have gotten a plane taking off, but this one was flying anyway. So I shot, uh, I shoot JPEG and raw right. uh, all the time, mainly because in the Fuji camera, I love the way the JPEGs are processed. Um, and I keep the raws as backups. Um, and, uh, one of the things, you know, this in the Fuji camera has got this, what's the DR setting stand for? Um, dynamic range, dynamic range. Right. And for those of you who don't know, like, uh, dynamic range settings on the Fuji camera allow you to retain some highlight and shadow details in the, in the JPEGs when, when the camera processes them and you have three settings and the settings, I won't get too much into that, but the settings depend on your ASA. I, excuse me. ASA. Wow. Now you're the guy myself. going back in time. <laughs> I've been thinking of ASA. ISO, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, the three settings depend on your ISO. And and the highest setting will help you capture the highest amount of detail in the highlights. Um, and so when I'm photographing the sun, I often set it to the highest dynamic range because the sun, although on, when it's on the horizon, it's not as bright, but it can get bright. For the sensor, right? If that's the only thing that's in the frame, yeah. Yeah, And and when it ends up happening, instead of a yellow ball, you'll get a white ball if I don't have the dynamic range set up quite right. 
so I shot JPEG and RAW, JPEG and RAW, right? Blah, 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 right? And then I did, dumped them all into Lightroom so I could process them and, and upload it to wherever, to um, Instagram and uh, my my Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I did it, bum, bum, bum. And I said, well, let me take a look at the RAW file for a second here, right? And I look at the RAW, and of course, the RAW file looks, it's flat-ish, uh, even though... Lightroom does a little processing to the file. It's reading some of the tags. Yeah. But the ball, the sun ball was like pink. It wasn't yellow. It was mm. pink and it was white in the center. It was like blown out. So, okay, well, let me play around with the controls, right? I, I tried and tried and tried and tried. And I could not, for the life of me, get Lightroom the to match the raw the file to the JPEG that JPEG, came out of the- Really? Yeah. Different I colors. I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I tried. I, no, I didn't try 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 right yeah. <laughs> like granular yeah. or like do you like you know but i thought like let me just swap the dials around let me drop the highlights down let me do the shadows i couldn't get the same kind of like solid orange ball i got sort of this gradient on the sun and it wasn't like that in real life like I, when i was looking at the sun i'm looking at my eyes it may not have been as yellow i kind of boosted the yellow a little bit yeah but it was certainly because it was low in the horizon the um the uh the uh sun i could i could see the sun with my own eyes right mm-hmm. you know you're not supposed to look at the sun but like i think when you're in the horizon sunset yeah. and sunrise you're a little safer and i could see it i could see it as a ball but the raw file i could not get a solid color on oh. it and it was it was driving me nuts and I, I realized that this is well partially especially when i photograph sunrises or sunsets like this is what i like about the fuji camera and the picture profiles that it's producing is it's giving that in mind because yeah i I, i'm a raw guy 24 7 i don't usually do jpegs yeah so did you you do you don't shoot jpeg plus raw you just shoot raw because most of the time i'm black and white and and i'm just i'm taking the saturation down to step one and then doing everything else well but when i'm shooting and i don't i don't think too much about color subjects but well yeah i'll have to i'll have to keep that in mind I don't think it's with an issue with every subject matter that I shoot or shot. It certainly was an issue with the sun. And I've had this issue before mm-hmm. with sunrises and sunsets. Like I, you know, I dial in the colors I like on my Fuji. And when I look at the file in the back, that's what I want. And I might actually tweak the JPEG in um, Lightroom a little bit, but I'm already starting off with an image that I like. Right now I know it's like, I'm a big, fan of shooting raw and i tell students to shoot raw and mm-hmm. you know of course there are gonna people argue both ways you know, don't shoot raw yeah. shoot jpeg whatever I'm, i i do it i'm a big fan of my jpegs i like right out of the camera i like tweaking a little bit i use lightroom mobile so i use my my ipad or my iphone most of the time um because i like being mobile with it and i'm happy with the results but i tweak the jpeg a bit uh but you know, in the, in this case, I was just I was floored that I couldn't get what I wanted. I even loaded up the um the Fuji raw processor on my computer, which is also a very weird experience because you have to connect your camera to the computer, but the camera the camera is just there as like a raw processing engine. Does it make oh, sense? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, like, but like when you're picking um. You can pick the process, you know, select an image on the playback and do raw processing after on your the camera, fact, right? On your and, camera, and it right. saves 
it saves those settings as a JPEG. Yeah, exactly. This, this is now the same thing, but it's on your computer, but the camera is like, is like parasited to your, right to your computer and the computer is using the camera's processing engine. And I always think that, that Fuji's processing raw, that's another reason why I shoot JPEG plus raw, because if I want to reprocess the raw camera picture in the camera, I can do that. If you just shoot JPEGs in the, uh, on the Fuji camera, you can't reprocess them right. on the camera. So I like having both because I might sit there and, oh, I might tweak it a little bit. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I was really surprised at how, you know, and I didn't load it up in Capture One. There's probably going to be a lot of people who say Capture One. And I, I'm, I'm sure I could, I think I've had better results in Capture One, but not exactly the same as what the camera was giving me, you know. Um, and that's probably because, you know, a million reasons, the proprietary, you know, uh, raw files and, and all the little whatever color sciences that go on, you know, the little magic elves in the back of the camera that are painting things. Um, but I thought that was, that was really interesting, you know? Uh, and I think I posted it up to the, to our, um, yes, actually, I think to our group, you saw the three and I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did, you know, that just popped in my mind right now as a, as a thing. I don't know what, uh, where to go from that. <laughs> no, that's, that's cool. That was your morning, man. Yeah. That's good. But I, I did want to, so now getting into the, the show. The meat of the show. The meat of the show. I did want to sort of acknowledge our um, our interview last um, last episode with uh, photographer Sandra Contaneo Adorno. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name. But I really, really enjoyed that that, yeah. that talk. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you guys go back and Listen to it. It was a really good discussion with a Brazilian-born photographer who started photography late in her career. Um, she started when she was 60, and now she's 68. And she started because her daughter bought her a, um, uh, a workshop with Alex and Rebecca Webb in Barcelona, a street photography thing. And, uh, and she's taken off. But I really enjoyed that. I was so glad that we got a chance to talk to her. Yeah, and I get good feedback from uh, friends of mine and family even that have listened to the uh to the podcast. So, Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It's very gratifying. Maybe, maybe we're doing something right. Fingers <laughs> I crossed. So. I think so. And you know, again, the, the, I mean, my big plans are to get more people, especially um, if we get books, you know, sent to us, I love looking at books and then talking to the people about their, uh, about their art from the books. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a great, that's great. Cause you're, if you're a kid going through books, like, boy, I would really like to talk to the person that made this book. Yeah. And here we are. We can do that now. <laughs> that's that's our plan. We can't that's go back plan. and talk to old photographers because there's some of them are not around anymore. No, uh, would like that. So, anyway, um, all right. So I talked about my thing. You you told me that you're uh, you're uh, on going on the road soon. Yeah, on in a couple of days here Thursday, uh, if you're counting at home, mm -hmm. I'm driving to visit my daughter in a small town. Well, not that small. I guess a small city in British Columbia in the mountains. And uh, the reason I'm going there is to just uh, rotate her tires. Cause you know, that's what dads <laughs> do. They'll drive, you know, they'll drive 400 or so miles to go, you know, change that's tires. You like daughter. to drive too. Right? That's I do like to drive too. And I haven't driven this stretch of highway in, in a very long time. So I'm oh, looking okay. forward to that. Uh -huh. Weather's supposed to be good as far as I know, but uh, there's a couple of things interesting about this town where she lives. It's in kind of in the middle of what's called the edge of the Selkirk range of the Canadian Rockies. Uh -huh. And it's kind of built in a valley or an, on a hill. Um, 
So it's very steep. It's kind of San Francisco. Like you're driving up and down streets, fairly steep grades. And um, the colors, the, the fall colors will be in full force there. So I'm looking forward to that, you know, not just for work. I think I'll stay there three or four days and take some pictures. Uh, the building or the building, the, the, the uh, town has a few things going for it. One has over 300 uh, heritage buildings. So what's a heritage building? A, heritage building is a building that can't be destroyed or altered too much oh, okay. because of its, because uh, of its um, history within the community. Okay. So it might like be a- some rundown community hall or something, oh. or it could be, you know, some pillared bank or something like that, that they, they want to make sure that they preserve that history. So I was thinking about being, you know, kind of put on my Walker Evans hat and uh, uh-huh. take pictures of, of these buildings sort of just in a, in a formal way, like he used to do. Your, and, your uh, uh, Walker Evans contemplation. Mike, Mike yeah, Evans-esque. <laughs> Evans-esque, thank you. Is the, is that's, the, that's the term I think so, I coined. Tell me, tell me a little bit what that means for you when you say, putting on your Evans hat. I mean, we, I know we've talked about that through me, but I've never, you know, never heard it from you. Like, what does it mean for you? And what is, what, what is it going to do when you put on this well, for, Evans-esque hat? For me, it's a kind of a state of mind. So if we go back to, and I think when we were talking before, um, I've been to, we went to, I went to British Columbia to Vancouver, right out to the West coast right. with my son. And I took the Fred Herzog book, Modern Color, with with us and went through and tried to get a feel of the what I really love about that book is really gives you a sense of what Vancouver is like as location. And we felt a lot of that, which is interesting because we didn't see a lot of, oh, right. of, of Herzog's subjects. But right, because you said a lot it's of like it changed. feels like you're in Vancouver, but mm-hmm. the Vancouver of 50, 60 years ago. But you're still the same vibe, you know, you could smell the air, like that that aspect is still in there. So I guess when I'm talking about, you know, putting my Evans hat on, um, it's like, it's kind of a point of view that you're taking when you go take the picture. So going back to Vancouver for a second, um, was thinking about um, the homeless problem they have in Vancouver. And there's a stretch of, of, uh, of road downtown called East Hastings, where there are camps basically of homeless people and so on. And you kind of run this gauntlet, although it's not, it didn't, I didn't feel very sketchy to me, but mm-hmm. um, you, you kind of walk around these people as you're walking down the street. And so there was a lot of poignance. So I felt poignance in that moment. So when we got down to the end of, 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 Hast- of uh, Hastings and went to West Hastings, um, there was a restaurant there and there was a man, um, an older man, um, eating a meal by himself and he was hunched over and across from him and he was sitting at this small table alone and across from him was all this foliage like ferns and things that were kind of taking what would have been or should have been maybe a spouse mm-hmm. on the other side mm-hmm. of the table and so there wasn't anything necessarily sad in the moment or poignant in the moment about it but it, it was because I had this kind of hair trigger about poignance and I feel I have no business taking pictures of homeless people. I don't, I would only be stealing. It would be, it's just not in my, in my ilk to do that. But this gentleman who was sitting there and he was in a public place at this restaurant and out on the street. So and I took this picture and it had poignance written on it. And, and, and I think because I had that kind of sensitivity at the moment to take that picture. Hmm. 
and I think it worked pretty well. So there was this, this so when I, when we go back to, you know, we're going to put my Evans hat on, uh, it's going to be, I'm going to try to do this formal building, um, make sure the, the lines are square, make it as vertical as I can, or maybe bend it off a little bit like Evans used to do mm. kind of, um, kind of do an homage to him, but, um, arrange it in a way that I think only I would arrange it, but I would mm-hmm. have a kind of Evans formal, um, perspective or whatever you want to call it aesthetic in mind when I shoot it. You're going to look, so that gives me the gonna, state of mind. So instead yeah. of like another photographer that I, uh, he's not really in the same ilk, more modern photographer, Ralph Gibson talks about your point of departure. Mm-hmm. You don't just go down to the drugstore to buy toothpaste you don't just go downtown somewhere to take pictures of anything and everything that goes by. You're not going to have, you're not going to have anything cohesive and your chances of getting some. That's one thing the years of street photography told me is have a state of mind when you're going down there, what Gibson calls the point of departure. And so that's what I do. I that's what I'm trying to do. So not knowing any of the buildings of Nelson and deciding this time not to research them and just see what I find, but have this thing of, this formal presentation of buildings is what I have going through my mind. And I'll try and map that to the situations that I find myself in when I'm shooting. So that's really what I mean about an Evans, Evans um, contemplation. Are you you going to look for um, his raking light that he talks about? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be be going at different times a day. Yeah. I was just on, um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I was just on, uh, uh, Governor's Island, which has the buildings from the thirties and, and, and whatnot. And and I had a little bit of moment of Evans wearing Evans hats because every time I go there and I see these buildings, I think the same mm-hmm. thing. And I, uh, and all of a sudden I see this, he's good. He would often shoot when the sunlight was sort of at an angle. Bernie Savage did the same thing too. Yeah, yeah. And, and it created these, I think he called it reeking light. I might be wrong, but. Uh, you know, when I see it on the building, all of a sudden the state of mind in a sense gets, clicks into, oh, Evans, you know, yeah. you know, uh, I, I don't think I would have ever noticed that kind of light in, uh, unless I have like read about him or like looked at his pictures or whatnot. Like I might've noticed it in in some sense, but not in like, oh, this is like something to be attracted to. And so, um, you know, when you talk about that, that state of mind, it's like, I, I think I don't know how to describe it, but you're, um, uh, it's almost like you're putting on, on filters or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's like, Oh, what was that? No, it was like, that. what was that movie? They live. Right. You ever see that with Roddy, no. Roddy Piper and, no, and he puts on these sorry, special man. glasses and he sees that everybody's an alien. Oh, it sounds like a twilight zone. <laughs> it was a kind of a twilight zone. I don't mean that in such a bad way, but all of a sudden, like, yeah. you know, you can read about, get into a mindset, a Herzog mindset or Walker Evans mindset. And all of a sudden things start to look like, you know, yeah. like through that filter a little bit. So, um, I always think it's a cool thing. I like telling my students to try that. I know there's this whole debate. You can go on, you know, you're copying pictures or you're doing this, that, and the other thing. And I think, yeah. um, uh, even uh, Alex Kilby, you know, of um, the photographic guy, he's talked about yeah. this too. Like, you know, it's often good, probably encouraged to like start off and like if you can if you can get into that mindset from uh, from a photographer who you admire or, mm-hmm. or or whatnot. So anyway, sorry, I didn't want to. So well, it's your... just like the you know, learn all the rules and then break them, right? It's the same right. thing, right? 
Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna aspire to take pictures as good as Walker Evans, but you know he's he's someone that can influence me and help me provide a meaningful and good image or product. You know, so that's you get your inspirations whenever you can. It's sort of like um, two proverbs, right? One is um, if you look for something long enough, you will find it, and if you aim at nothing, you will surely hit it. And those are you try and navigate between those two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I'm actually kind of jealous that you're going there because as you're describing it, that's that's certainly the kind of uh, town I wouldn't mind walking through. I mean, uh, well, it's got hills, you know, and uh, if 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 oh I'm hills, to forget it. That I would not want to go steep, there. <laughs> if it's as steep as San Francisco, like my daughter says, I um. I don't know. I think I'll just end up down at the bottom of town. Like, come pick me up. <laughs> do they have Ubers here? You know, you could do one of those pictures where you, you level out the street and all the buildings are, are. Okay. Broken. I'll do that. I'll do uh, that. I want to see I'll, that. I'll, you know, and I'll document as much of it as I can and make, maybe I'll shoot some movies for you. And I'll. Yeah. Know, the only, the you... only, well, yeah, shoot some films, please. But the only thing I'm, that, um, not the only thing, but something of it. You know, okay, so someone like Evans goes and does this stuff, and and he's got this, you know, giant. What was he using a um, uh, the the not a was it a Graflex camera? Sometimes, oh, and often it's four by five camera. So he's using a larger four format by five, camera, like a field camera. Yeah, but that's what they had back then, you know. And mm-hmm. I always found that there's something less satisfying about shooting with my Evans hat on using these little cameras. Um, and I know I could probably fire up my four by five camera, but I don't really want to schlep that thing around or like start doing film again and something like that. Well, so, if you're really motivated, you should, but yeah, I, don't, I know, but I don't, I'm never I that don't, motivated. <laughs> I don't torture myself with that. I like, I never had that gear. Yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. I don't have to shoot film and do the processing and everything. And, and, and I can shoot as much as I want. Not that I'm terribly right. wasteful. Yeah. Maybe I am. But I'm happy with the gear that I've got. So, and I'm sure if these yeah. photographers around, they'd be all using the same equipment that we're using. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know why I would make a big thing about it, but there's always something about that. Like, if I really wanted to walk in someone's shoes, like, would it make sense to like do everything um, in the same way? In fact, actually, um, I just have this this what? fantasy of a headline somewhere saying Walker Evans favors for the micro four thirds. <laughs> What a scandal that would be. Um, Why is I don't this know if I mentioned around? this before. The photographer, and I can't remember his name. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now, but I can't see the book. Um, guy, of a New York photographer who went around with the same camera that Bernice Abbott did. And he went to the same locations, shot with the same camera, the same lens at the same time of day. And, you know, it was definitely a before and after um yeah shot which shows bernice abbott's shot and then it shows his, his shot and i mean that's the extreme of what we're talking about like you know yeah. or what i'm talking about is is like and i actually I, he lives upstate new york and he is someone i would love to talk to i need to reach yeah, out with this get guy him on the show I would it reminds me it. of the there's a uh, things called changing paris it's by the son of robert rauschenberg the artist uh-huh. he went around and shot all the pictures well all a bunch of the uh, Ajay pictures of Paris. He went to the same place. Really? And took, yeah. If you can find, I think it's called Changing Paris. I've got it here in my, in my. Um, okay. I'm writing this down. 
in my bookshelf here and it's amazing because some of the same trees are there or oh really they oh, moved they moved this you know this marble artifact over here now it's on this <laughs> side now there's that line of twigs is now a huge colonnade of trees and there's a street there now and like this guy has the, the same thing the window frames the window frames are in the <laughs> same place on this like cul-de-sac or this oh street and it's like oh man time travel man this guy has the same there's a shot that he took near the george washington bridge like excuse me bernice abbott took near the george washington bridge and there's like trees and shrubbery and there were like these three trees in the foreground you know and it's it's during a time of year where there, there are no leaves in the trees so it's just you can see the george washington bridge through the the naked trees as it were. And so he yeah. went and did found the same place. And those three trees are still there. Yeah. And they're like the same shapes. They're just fatter. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're in the same, there's like the distinct look. And I was like, Holy crap. That was really cool. What is so appealing about that? Actually, now that you like, I'm getting excited about it. You're getting excited about it, uh, about this, like then and now. Uh, and, and I did it then and now kind of thing at the, Brooklyn Botanic Garden for uh, for a calendar, you know, um, I don't know, one day we should talk about that because that was a fun thing. But, like, that got me really excited. And why, like, both of us are really excited about talking about this. Yeah. What's so exciting about this? You know, putting well, on uh, the Evans hat, doing the, like, then and now in the exact same locations. What I don't know. It's like the permanence of things, the things that we why? But put why? down and we do, that they're still there, that there's a comforting aspect to that. You know, it's. But, but it's so? still there and it's grown and it's different and we're attending to it and we're, you know. Yeah, okay. And that's worth that. recording, right? In some way. Well, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, it yeah. fascinates the heck out of us. Even Google Street View that goes back to 2009. Like, you know, if you, you sometimes they're, they're the images, there's a slider on the Google Street View, right? You can go back in time. That's sometimes oh, you can? hilarious. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If you could do um, that. And it's kind of the same thing. Where you just go, you know, it's a way to instantly access the past and see what it was like. Oh, here are the things that are the same. Here are the things that are different. It's just have you, the, wired the, into us. The town that you're going to, have you seen pictures of these buildings? Like, have you seen old Not shots really. of them? No. No. And the, um, well, sort of in a movie. The in town movie. was used as a backdrop for, it was a shooting location for a, movie from the late 80s i want to say it was called roxanne it was a steve martin daryl hannah movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was Definitely a retelling 80s, of cyrano yeah. de Berger, cyrano de bergerac so you know steve martin's got a big nose and whatever and he's yeah. the dashing um fire chief <laughs> i never saw that film i'm gonna have to see it but yeah. the 80s is not like i mean if these buildings are landmark buildings um there must be some record of them from a while yeah. ago be, yeah yeah I'll visit the local museum. I'll I'll do I'll do the research for you, man. But are you curious? But I about haven't that, seen seeing what's changed. Oh, absolutely. In the yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. And and seeing the because I do enough of it here. We've got a museum here, the Glenbow Museum, where you can see old pictures of downtown. Yeah. You know the street corner by the church that I would walk by every day um, to do street photography. Like there's a picture of it with uh, you know horses and buggies with people getting off on Sunday morning to the huge hoop skirts with the women going mm -hmm, up the hit mm -hmm. stairs and everything. And like, that was right here, man. I do that a lot with the, the library of Congress pictures of Brooklyn, the Detroit publishing company. I don't know who they are, or what they were. They, they send photographers everywhere, but they did a, you know, huge documentation of Brooklyn. 
and the Brooklyn Navy Yards are, you know, uh, t- today they are the uh, they're not Navy Yards anymore. <laughs> right. uh, there's a lot of big spaces in there that are now for artists and um, different companies, uh, you know, like home, like uh, microbreweries and you name it. There's the, the right. and then there's a there's a supermarket there called Wegmans, actually near the. Um, uh, near the Navy Yards. So my wife and I were driving around there. We were headed towards Wegmans. Actually, we were coming back from Wegmans, and we drove past the entrance. We were stopped at a stoplight at the entrance of the Brooklyn Navy Yard, and it's like these two um, castle-like structures, small ones, like one-story castle-like structures with the parapets and stuff like that. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I recognize, I mean, I knew, I knew it was there, but I'm like, I recognize this angle. And so I just took my, my iPhone and, and snapped a shot from my car window, right? Yeah. While we were waiting at the stoplight and I did a couple of shots. And when I got home, I found the Detroit publishing company shot that is in my memory right. that I said, this is what You're I saw. as bad as me, man. Yeah. It was exactly the same angle. Yeah. Cool. I was like, I, I said, you gotta be kidding me. And also what was really crazy. So what I did was I, I, I dropped it into photo. I dropped the original old Detroit publishing shot into Photoshop. And then I took my iPhone shot and I, I sort of superimposed it. I resized yeah. it a little bit cause I had to, I was not yeah. at the same distance, but it was at the same angle. And I look and the light, the sunlight that's causing a shadow to cross a doorway was at the same angle. And okay. I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> And what was really funny is um, actually a while back, I wanted to start this. Um, I wanted to do this project. Actually, that's why I have all these pictures, these, these Detroit publishing pictures. I was going to do a project called The Ghost of Kings. And Brooklyn is called Kings County. Kings County, yeah. Yeah, and I really wanted to do a, a then and now uh, find these locations that the um, uh, that the uh, Detroit publishing company photographer went and shot, or photographers, and go back. There's a lot of historical places in Brooklyn that are the same. And again, it was really, I wanted to set up the exact same angle, maybe not the same light, but I wanted to get the same angle and I wanted to see the fuller context of or where things were and stuff like that. And I, mm. you know, I even, I even, I think I still have the domain. I don't know if I have the domain, the, the Ghost of Kings. And I love the name. I was like, the Ghost of Kings, the Ghost of Kings. That sounds really cool. But, you know, so many people have done those pictures before. They've overlapped the old and new. And it's like, I didn't yeah. think there was anything new about it. Uh, and so that kind of drove me away from like, well, you know, it's not new. But but just going to Wegmans the other day and I saw it. And I was like, you know what? Maybe. You know, yeah, there's, it's compelling. <laughs> maybe it is something to do. And if anything, it would be just for myself to like go around. Because I like going to the locations like, like you're going to go to where yeah. you're going. And like seeing the context of where these old structures are. And, you know, when we look at a photograph, we're only seeing this little window yeah. of what the photographer chose to show us. Right. Yeah. And I like to say, Oh, there's this thing is over there and that thing is over there. And like, so when you go there in person, you actually see all this stuff, but yeah, when you record the shot, you're still recording that window. Anyway, I didn't want to take up all your story, but no, that's fine. No, yeah. but yeah. just, just one to add to that too. Um, we had a Vivian Meyer here show, uh, Vivian Meyer show here uh, in the February before the lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. So there were a few of us that got in. The, the, the show was supposed to be through May or June or something. Mm-hmm. We got in the last couple of weeks and then it closed. You know, there was the lockdown, all that kind of stuff. And they were doing some research or whatever. Uh, um, they were going through her, her pictures. And there was this one picture that was unmistakably a picture of Calgary on oh, that yeah. very same corner where the church is that I was just talking about. Uh-huh. And there's... um. 
you know, overhead uh, power for the trolleys and buses and stuff. And the Hudson Bay company, the Bay uh, department stores, you know, kitty corner, you're diagonally across the street. And uh, we're like, well, this is definitely, we just said like some city in Canada. We're like, well, it's Calgary. <laughs> it's just pretty much <laughs> taken like 1957 or something. So I have a picture of the same place. Mm-hmm. I had, I was in my Winogrand tilting the, tilting oh, the, the horizon a little yeah, bit, but yeah. it's a, in exactly the same place. Yeah. Um, taken there is in something 20, nice 2017. About- and I'm like, I stood where Vivian Myers yeah. stood. If that means there's something about that standing in that same place. Oh, I mean, and, and I probably mentioned this if you're if you're a longtime listener to the show, you probably heard this little story. And I'll try to make it quick, but finding my dad's pictures that he took of uh, Kennedy, John F. Kennedy coming to New York, and I had to research that the, the pictures were actually of Kennedy in New York. I mean, they were Kennedy, but I didn't know where they were. Mm-hmm. And finding finding the pictures. Like about a month or three weeks prior to the 50th anniversary of when Kennedy visited New York and where my dad took the pictures. And so once I found out where they were and actually going there on that day and standing there holding the picture, his original picture in my hand and then taking a shot of my hand with the surroundings and understanding now where where it was. you know. And like I said, I probably said this before, there wasn't any profound thing that came to me like, oh, you know, the... You know, my dad's influence, none of that came, but it was more about like, okay, let me, you know, I'm in the same spot 50 years, probably certainly to the day, I don't know the hour, but close enough that this is where my dad was, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that sort of sends a connection to the past. Uh, so maybe that's kind of what we're also getting excited about that, that like you're talking about, like there's that, you know. Uh, things don't change. We change we're, we're moving through history, yeah. you know? Well, I even catch myself like, you know, I've been shooting Mark and I've been shooting downtown for years here. And sometimes some of the more successful pictures, I walk by the place where I caught that particularly good picture. I thought, and I kind of almost see my ghost standing over there, <laughs> lining up to take the picture. It's kind of, you know, it's comfort for me it's comforting it's sort of like you know you're part of something yeah and you're documenting and and the creative aspect too it's it's all of that how do we um you know all these other photographers their pictures are seen how do we get ours to be part of that um history you know is, I mean, I, was, I don't know if there's an answer to it, but like, you know, they sit in our hard drive today, you know, probably don't print them. So how do we get that into, how do we get those into the world so that they become part of the story for, you know, a hundred years from now, someone wanting to do the same thing. Maybe that's for a discussion for a later thing. Yeah. Well, the, fir- the first thing that occurs to me is if they're good enough, whatever that means, you print them or, or whatever, provide some media and, and donate them to your local museum who would find them interesting. And there's, that's one way. Um, you think that, that, uh, that would actually be worth trying. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, I did some research for that stampede that I, that Mark and I shot years before it was for their, um, I think it's for their 90th. Um, they asked if I would go to the, the Glenbow museum here and find old pictures of that same stampede. And I did. And around the farms around the surrounding area. 
Okay. And they they yeah. they make they have prints. They make prints for you, and you know, and we had a little diorama, a little display set up in the trophy oh, case cool. at the yeah. community center. Wow. And there's names of people like the whoever took the pictures wrote the names of the people that were lined up in the, and they were mm-hmm. all names that the people who lived there recognize. So um, yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of fun and interesting. So it sounds sounds like a great kind of project to to get involved with. It's like, um, yeah. uh, but but get them off your hard drive somehow. Print them. I was telling someone lately to you know even if you just grab one of those apps from Instagram that you can print your Instagram pictures and put them into a book. Mm-hmm. Um, even doing something like that, but you know having a hard copy of it and so it doesn't sit sit around. Uh, but I didn't even think about donating them to the. That's an interesting idea. But it wouldn't be. You wouldn't just hand them a hard drive. You would. No, you know, no. They would look something at you that would be of interest, right? If right. you're, you're not looking at it like you're trying to sell the pictures. It's sort of like here's what you know. This particular building they were redoing the facade in this building in Little Italy or whatever. Or, you know, so here's is that what it looked like. Possibly something you might do with the pictures that you take in this little town or is it just for yourself? It might, like, it might be. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I always look back on things like that. Right. How, you know, was I in a good mood? Was I not feeling <laughs> sick? Right. Well, you, you know? don't know about that. Until you yeah. I don't there. know about any of those things, but you know, the opportunities, you know, think about the opportunities of, you know, what you're creating and maybe there is space for that. But you talk about putting on your Evans hat. Sorry to grind you a little bit about this, but that's uh, all right. you put your put your Evans hat on. I mean, that's what he was doing. It was a doc. He was do- documentary style. He was doing, yeah. you know, much of his stuff. Like you think about the churches that he did down in uh, in the South. Um, the you know, like going there to document to create this this thing. And I know that's not you know we're not talking about like you going and make a big project of it. You're just going for a weekend and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, you know. Going there with that, you know, a little bit of that purpose in mind, like maybe, yeah. you know, if the stuff works out, would you decide that you might want to share this with, yeah. you know, the the town or something like that? Um, yeah, I don't know if you were thinking would, about that before, but no, I was I wasn't really thinking about it, but you know, I was the, my point of departure was Walker Evans, so that's where I'm yeah. going to start from, yeah, oh. and then. All blessings after that are gravy. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It would dovetail this a little bit into uh, um, before we talk about the gear thing I want to talk about, but uh, I said I was on, on governor's Island this weekend. Um, I actually had this, uh, I actually got a photo job. There was two different shoots, same job. Uh, one was in a classroom uh, last Tuesday, and then uh, I was on Governor's Island, which is, if anybody is in New York, there's an island that's in between Brooklyn and uh, uh, Manhattan in the harbor. It's a small island. They call it Governor's Island. It used to be the headquarters to the Coast Guard, um, and now it's not, and it's uh, it's been given to the city, uh, and they have events there, and they have food trucks and, and stuff like that. So shooting uh, for a city agency, uh, shooting, a, a food, um, uh, a business person, uh, entrepreneur, uh, who had a, a catering business. And, uh, and so I was there photographing her in, you know, sir, she had the best wings, by the way, 
the wings were so there's chicken wings it's important that kind of stuff's important work yeah well oh, i mean yeah. i i i wasn't she was very um generous and when i was done shooting she was would you like some wings i'm like yeah thanks <laughs> but um it was uh the the two shoots i had the the, the governor's line one then i had a, a classroom one the classroom one was actually the most difficult because uh nothing was happening in the classroom um and I had to go photograph. It was uh, people being trained in, in some, again, with a city agency. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a teacher or an instructor uh, and telling them how to fill out forms. And everybody was everybody was masked up. And um, and so I couldn't get really people's reactions, uh, you know, when they're sitting at the tables and photographing. I brought long lenses because I wanted to stay kind of far away and the class was small um but i wanted to be sort of you know uh fly on the wall kind of thing uh and it was tricky it was really hard and i was actually surprised i ended up pulling out like 92 selects uh some of them are you know you know little options and stuff like that for the the client to choose from but um oh my gosh (laughs) you know and it was nothing about the people it was nothing anybody was doing wrong or anything like it was just the circumstances people are learning about something it was a one-way class right so the person who was teaching it or is instructing it is telling these people how to fill out forms right there's not a lot of questions asked and again you can't see people when you can't see their faces with the masks on that they had to be masked up that removes a whole bunch of options yeah you know uh, and I got a few people, not everybody wanted to be photographed. I said, can, can I get a couple of portraits? Anybody want to be a portrait? I was like, no, 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 no. But then yeah. I think a couple of people took pity on me. They saw me like nobody was asking, nobody was, you know, yeah. volunteering to take their mask down for me to take a picture of them. I got a few, I got a handful of people, which actually saved me, but that was hard. That was really hard. And I was really surprised. I, I spent a bit of energy processing pictures and getting the color, you know, as a classroom with, with, um, fluorescent lights. Fluorescence. Yeah. Yeah. So not great lighting. I wasn't bringing a flash. I did actually bring a flash, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to fire it off. So it was a lot of it was a lot of things. the 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 shots in, in in Governor's Island were a little bit easier in the sense that there was action, right? The mm-hmm. the w- woman was you know serving food to people, and I was able to get great shots of um, you know uh, the the food that she had in front of her, and like I couldn't photograph I couldn't photograph the people who were being served because the release issues. Right. So I had to make sure no faces were shown other than hers. Um, but I, you know, being on the island, actually, when I was done shooting, and again, only spent like a couple of hours with her because there was only so much shots of handing out wings. <laughs> I think yeah. you could get. Yeah. Um, and oh, the other thing was that she was in a, uh, you know, like a shipping container. They turned the shipping container into a food truck kind of thing. Oh, it was really cool inside. Yeah. But she had a sign that was supposed to be up on the front and a magnetized sign of her catering and her menu. And the storm, we had a recent storm, it blew it away. So I had to uh, go in and I said, well, you know what I'll do? I'll take a shot of the outside and I'll go into Photoshop and I'll just send me the file that you used at Staples to print. And I'll put Mm -hmm. it on, you know, in Photoshop, I'll put it on the... uh, I'll put it on the uh, outside of the thing. And I did. It actually worked out so well because, again, this wasn't about, you know, fakery or anything like that. But, like, if the sign was there, I would have shot it. But, like, the way yeah. the pictures are going to get used, having no sign there would have yeah. diminished the shot. So I, I took a – and it was – I haven't fired up my Photoshop skills in a while. So it was actually – I was actually surprised. Like, oh, it looks pretty good. And I even took a couple of little 
magnets that she had that were there on the container, and I, I cloned them. <laughs> put the sign up there. But um, it did let me spend some time. I had brought my, um, I have too much equipment, but I brought my 100 to 400 lens. And to be on that island and to look at New York City and you could see the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island, like you could just walk around mm -hmm. the whole island and you can see pretty much all of New York. Uh, and to be there with a long lens and to get that compressed look, especially when you see the ferry going yeah. through the water and the water's all compressed and stuff like that. I was, I was like a pig in poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I had not had that freedom. And again, it's not the kind of photography that I'm, I don't know how to say this. No, but, but you can see, you can, yeah. It you know tickles what I mean? your, yeah. I it tickles, right? You know, it's, it, you know, talking about like, I don't know, you know, the stuff that you're going to go do when you go to this town, you know, seems, I'm going to say it's one's better than the other, but like that's, you know, that's in your wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. You know, even if you are putting a Evans as cat, me photographing the, you know, stat, Statue of Liberty compressed with the, with the, uh, Staten Island Ferry going in front of it. It's just a thing to do if I'm in New York. It's like, will that stuff go anywhere? I don't know. But it was a lot of fun to actually, you know, put my baseball hunt on backwards and take the big lens out and photograph, you know. It was really windy, too. So the water is all choppy, which actually is really cool when the water cool, is all yeah. choppy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll post some of those pictures in the show notes because, you know, uh, not the pictures of the, the food cart. Sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> but. But some of the stuff I did on Governor's Island, or even on the ferry going to Governor's Island, you know, it was a, uh, it's a five minute crossing, but there's some really nice angles you can get of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I love, I love telephoto compressed looks, you know, and, and to go back a little bit, I think it, like it, it all comes from maybe when I was a kid and I saw those, um, what's his name shots of New Mexico. Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, shoot. <laughs> um, Not Herzog. Uh, obviously it wasn't him. Um, the God photographers of the Southwest. Um, no, no, no. It was, it was, a, um, yeah, it's going to drive me crazy. I don't want to Was he an FSA photographer? Let's, no, let's it wasn't. It, it, was, it, was, it was, it was from the seventies or eighties, uh, shooting down one of the uh, main drags in either it was in New Mexico, Albuquerque or something like that after a storm. Oh, um, Ernst Haas. Ernst Haas. Thank you. Yeah, well, Thank you, you so just, much. We just we can we can figure it out, man. I know, I know, I know, but I don't want to spend any time because <laughs> that's your favorite like, light, right? That post, yeah, yeah, dark but on was, one side, sun on the other. Yeah, know? that that dark stuff, but but it was also you know telephoto compressed, and so I think that's where I got that love for it. Also in the movies too, but but uh, yeah. but anyway, anyway, that yeah. So that's that's kind of what I did on the weekend. It was nice to be a photographer again. It's nice. I have to send my invoice out, so it's nice to you know. Once in a while, get a get paid for, yeah, to 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 actually use the equipment that I love to use. So that was um, that was a bit of excitement for me. So cool, yeah. And the last thing I guess I want to talk about, since we talked about gear, I said it was gear and pretzels. Um, and I don't often. So we're done the pretzels, are we? Are we done with the pretzels? We're done with the the bready, salty, dipping mustard. When you said that, I was like. Man, New York used to have these pretzel carts, uh, you know, and, you know, they were hot. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't have mustard. Those guys did not have mustard. I know. It must be I like a. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It was, you know, I didn't grow up with with the hot. I mean, I liked it because especially when you get it in the winter and the bread is nice and hot and steaming. And But I was telling you, I like, pretzel, I like pretzel sticks and I rub off all the salt. 
I like the salt. Sorry, man. I like some this of the is salt. where we're different. <laughs> I like some of the salt, but they sometimes put too much salt on. But yes, the the bready. Yes, this is the bready pretzel part. Okay. Or no, we got rid of the bready pretzel. This we're is done the that. Gear. We're now yeah. we're in the gear. Okay. So yeah, like a like the geek that I am, I got the uh, iPhone 13. Um, I'm on the upgrade path. So, the upgrade so path. just send in the old one. Although I every still two have years own. they fire away, they give you one. Uh for me it's every one year. Oh, wow. In fact, okay. I even I didn't even have my my iPhone 12 for a year because they came out late last year in November. And this year, this one came out in September. But with that being said, uh, I wanted to talk about the cameras on it because everybody's making a big... That's the thing I, I like upgrading, you know, is, is the cameras. And Apple made a big deal about the cameras. And there was a lot of... There's a little smoky mirrors things going on. There's a little, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtains kind of thing. But I did want to mention it because um, I'm there. I have a, there's a love hate thing going on <laughs> with the cameras. Let's talk about the hate thing first. Um, it seems that all the three cameras, they've improved all three cameras, right? Or lenses. I, I, I don't even want to describe these things, right? There's three lenses. You said they're bigger s- than the previous generation. They are like bigger. The lenses there's, are bigger. The lenses are bigger. The damp, the, the phone is, is humongous. I like the big one. I mean, I always mm, get the big okay. one. And I, even though my hands aren't giant, I like the big one and it is, you know, but yeah, they made the lenses bigger. In fact, I'm looking at them next to the 12. Yeah. It's very obviously bigger. The whole bump on the back is bigger. And I don't know mm. why they don't make the phone the same thickness as the lenses and then just give us extra battery power with all that extra space. I mean, the phone's going to be heavy anyway. Anyway, that's something like whatever. So each lens is supposed to, uh, it's got a new sensor, you know, um, they all have autofocus now, blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're fun. They're great. I start looking at, you know, I start doing the pixel peeping because that's what I'm supposed to do as me. And there is some kind of weird stuff going on at the lower level. Like the pictures are just not as sharp uh, or something. There's, they're doing something at the pixel level because the way you can test this out uh, is to photograph with the, the basic camera app that comes with the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And then use the, take the same pictures with Lightroom. Uh, Lightroom has access to the three lenses. Uh, um, I think the latest version does. And it doesn't add any of the Apple magic, right? Okay. It's just pulling off the information from the sensor. And and whether or not you shoot RAW or JPEGs with the... With the uh, or H-E-H-I-E-F or whatever it's called. I don't think you can do that with Lightroom. Uh, I'm okay. not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I always shoot JPEGs or, or RAWs. I don't know if you have that H-E-I-C or whatever it is. Yeah. The weird thing. But you can see, like, when I shoot with Lightroom, I can see the, the, the noise, the grain, right, at the pixel level. I can see how sharp it is. Mm-hmm. And so I see, I think, what the sensor, what the lens and the sensors are producing. But when you look at Apple, uh, and I want to talk about their filtering in a second, um, which is kind of interesting. But when you look at the pixel level, they are doing something to, like, reduce noise and something else to sharpen and the stuff looks like garbage at the pixel level and i don't mean like pixel like looking at a single pixel but i mean like you get really close in to the shot and i'll put i'll post the pictures up so you can see what i'm talking about 
or at least the screenshots, because I enlarged it with a screenshot. I don't know what it's doing. It's mushy crud. Um, and it really bums me out, you know, because uh, I, I kind of like this. Like, maybe it's a software thing. Maybe, they, maybe they'll tone this down. Maybe it's a um, – someone said on my – one of my uh, Twitter friends uh, said it looked like some sort of AI thing going on that they might be doing, like uh, the mm-hmm. Gigapixel – uh, AI, you know, like the enlarging, like mm-hmm. at the level that we're th- they're starting to add details, something like that. It, it's possible. I don't know the technical part of it, but it but it is something. And I wanted to mention it because um, I, I didn't. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anybody talk about this in any of the reviews. I've listened to a bunch of reviews, watched a bunch of reviews on on uh, YouTube and stuff like that, and I haven't seen anybody talk about this down at that level. Which means, like, if I wanted to print a shot like this from my phone. I think it'd be limited to how big I could make the shot, you know? So, uh, but like I said, if you bring it into Lightroom, if you're looking at Lightroom and you're using Lightroom, you can see the noise. You can actually see the, 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 you can reduce noise in Lightroom, but you can actually see what it looks like. And it looks, it's night and day difference. Um, so I don't know. Uh, that being said, I really dig the cameras. (laughs) You're so carrot and stick. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm also a, I'm an Apple fanboy, which is you know, I sort of uh, am too. Yeah, but but they've added this thing now. Like before, you could shoot with their filters on. They have like vivid, vivid, cool, vivid, warm, blah blah blah. Right, you know, mono, uh, noir. You know, so it's like you know different saturation colors and black and white and blah blah blah. So you can swap through them when you're taking pictures. You can swap through these filters. Now they got this thing called. Um, photographic styles or something like that okay and it's akin more to like um picture profiles like on, or you know the film simulations on right. on fuji cameras so you can pick something like what do i what do i usually shoot with now um hang on a second let's get this in front of me let's get a picture up here we go oh and they got a nice new metadata too that they show you with the pictures they 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 give you all oh, this nice. stuff underneath it now, right? So it even tells you where it's saved from. This this image is saved from Snapseed, and it will also show nice. you, you know, it shows you the, come on, come on, buddy. Oh, yeah, there you go. It locked up. <laughs> all right, look, you can see it now it shows you the map. That's a map, under, yeah. Underneath, but you can see, where is it? Maybe not in this picture. Hang on, let's find one that I shot. These are raw files. Here we go. So you see there underneath, um, jpeg it says rich warm okay yeah right so that's the picture they've got these these picture things now so you can take your pictures with a they they say it's not a filter but with this picture profile dialed in already right and what i noticed like i've i've set it up for myself like i I, is this one called rich warm and i can dial in how much richness and how much warmth in the shot and um, and the reason why they say it's not a filter because it doesn't affect all the colors they say in the picture, especially skin tones. So like it won't mm-hmm. oversaturate a skin tone or something like that. But what it does and what I've been jonesing for on an iPhone is like to be able to like have pictures with rich saturated colors. Let me show you this shot. I'm going to show you on the screen. So this is straight. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, which is kind of saturated already. 
Right. It's already saturated. Actually, in, in, in your screen is showing it. It's probably showing a little bit more detail in the shadow. But my original okay. shot here on the screen, let me see with this one. This is on Governor's Island. See how the okay. shadow's kind of blocked up? So we've got, got a like bit. a red brick or is it painted red? Um, it's a red brick, right? Building. Again, you're, you're looking at it, you know, through my screen. But the actual shot looks like more like a Kodachrome kind of shot. Okay. Where, where without me having to underexpose the shot, the blacks are rich and dark and the shadows are blocked up because sometimes I don't yeah. want to see. And this is not turning off any HDR. This is just using this, this thing. So right out of the box, if I'm not pixel peeping and getting annoyed by their mushiness, yeah, I'm looking at the shot straight on and I'm like, I am, I'm in love mm -hmm. with the way the camera and I can, the way it's producing pictures. Let me show you that one. Yeah. I mean, that blue sky and, you know, yeah. and those shadows are blocked up nicely, right? You can see that mm -hmm. I'm looking at the shot, but like, that's not exposure. That's me just setting this rich, warm tone thing and I can dial it up and down. So what's great because then I can take that into Lightroom and then I can tweak some more, you know, if I want to. But um, whatever they did on that end is fantastic. It feels more like a camera, like something or I don't know, some part of a like a bigger camera style so anyway i wanted yeah. to mention that i mean it you know it's one of the things that in uh, that uh that people are talking about because it's one of the um the main selling factors of of this new iphone 13 camera is this being able to dial in these these tones and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i think they did a really good job i just think it looks like crap on the pixel level you know but well maybe that's a firmware update or an os update Away. I don't. I don't know. Unless someone, unless someone makes it a thing or talks about it or makes it a complaint, I don't know if it's going to be, a, you know, if it's going to be a problem that Apple's going to solve. Um, they did solve a problem way back on I think in the iPhone 10 where the smart HDR was was horrible. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I have an iPhone of, 10. I don't use was it. Was it a 10 or the 11? I think it was a 10. Oh. It's when they when they kicked in smart HDR and they were taking pictures of people and people that looked like they ended up having like makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? But completely smoothed over. Yeah, the smooth or you sent a joke picture of of you where you were just eyes and a smile and everything else was like smooth like a yeah. piece of plywood yeah. yeah but they solved that problem but i think that became because it was a it was a um it was a known issue right yeah. but i don't know if this is a known issue so i didn't so anybody if anybody's listening to the show and they they have a in with apple and like can you tell them to like fix this damn thing with the mushy pixels and when you look at the show notes i'll make sure I, i'm definitely gonna put these up you'll see what i'm talking about and i'll try to put up um I try to put up the shots that I did in Lightroom of the same scene so you can see what, what it looks like straight from the camera without any kind of doctoring. So Apple's doing some, you know, special sauce crap uh, on their pictures. But again, most people are not going to care, right? Because they're not looking at it at the pixel level. So you have an iPhone, right? You're, you're an iPhone, iPhone, whatever, 10R, XR. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I, I just shoot with... Um, I shoot with camera plus and then I add it with Snapseed. And sometimes I've got Lightroom on there. We rarely use it. Um, but I'm a big Snapseed guy. I think Lightroom, if I'm doing black and white. Yeah, Snapseed Snapseed in black and white is is 
I'm gonna say this. It's a dark it, room in the palm of your hand. It's the shit. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's really, really good. Yeah. I tell every student I can, like I said, if you don't if when you if when you're walking out of this class or you're done with it, download Snapseed immediately. It's free, it's great. Yeah. And they had some recent problem that uh took them a long time to update. They they Google doesn't seem to be putting a lot of love into that app. But um, Well, that's Google for you. Yeah, this was they were waiting a very long time to update because you would put a picture. I think it was a like a, a person, like when you did their portrait stuff, and the the whole phone would freeze up. I've never had an app freeze up my entire phone, mm-hmm. uh, and Snapseed was doing that, especially when you're like trying to tweak like eyes or something like that. Yeah, and and they finally updated, and it seems to be working fine. But yeah, it's you know it's a free program, and I like I do my black and white, especially with like yeah. the drama. Sometimes I'll add drama yeah. or structure. To it. Healing and the spot removal is second to none. Like you can do that with my fat fingers. It's awesome. It's very good. Yeah. So, and, and one last thing about the iPhone 13, the macro, um, macro capability, uh, is wonky. It's weird, but it works and it's really, really good. And I, I just, I posted up some picture in somewhere on Twitter. I shot a hibiscus and a hibiscus is great because it's a big flower mm-hmm. so sticking this big honking camera into the big yeah. flower i think they were like they were made for each other right but what cool. it does is is a little weird thing that goes on you set up your camera on the one time zoom lens with the regular lens and when you move in close to something it automatically switches to the ultra wide lens which has the macro capabilities and you can kind of see it do this little weird in the okay. transformation it goes, and you can uh and that's when you know you're in macro mode but there's it still says that you're in the one times lens, which is kind of weird. Hmm. Uh, and then you can get to focus really close. But I, I, I was, I'm trying to photograph this bee that comes to my terrace all the time and he's moving too fast. <laughs> I mean, you get him, but when you get close to things, it's like, finally we have this macro capability. And I'm not sure a lot of people really care about that, but I shoot a lot of things small, you know, I, I love getting close and especially with flowers and stuff like that. So anyway, um, Pretty cool. Yeah, two good things, one not so good thing. I think the one not so good thing is actually a big not so good thing, but but you know, maybe it'll get solved and maybe it's not even an issue. I I, I haven't yet printed anything from this camera. I mean, just got it 3 days ago. All right. What are we two seven? One, two, three, four days ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still using it. But I did want to talk about it cuz I think it, I think you know, when you when you watch these keynotes and stuff like that especially from apple the thing that they're spending the most amount of time for is usually the cameras yeah you know the video modes the cinema you know cinematography whatever they're calling it now the uh, cinema modes so you can do the rack focusing and blah 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 and and like that guy peter mckinnon on youtube is only talking about the camera part and he's talking about like you know the storage and stuff and now they get a one terabyte storage thing because they're going to be shooting in prores like all this nonsense but it's all cameras yeah yeah, it's all it's a battery and storage. Yeah. yeah, although the battery on the on the thirteen is, I'm, you know, I've been going all day with it, and I think it's I'm only used a third of my battery power. So it's nice. Yeah, cool. Anyway, but um, yes, I do like it, uh, and uh, yes, I'm a pain for upgrading every year. And I wonder what they do with the old phones too when you send them back. They go in the refurbished bin, maybe. Do they? I'm, I'm just guessing. So they blend it or something. Anyway. <laughs> Will it blend? Yes. Yeah. So that that's all I got for today. On the one, I guess one last thing. What is one my last, last thing? thing? Was there one last thing? There is one last thing. 
I don't know. I oh yeah. Well, I, I've got a, I've got a new job I'm starting. Oh, that's right. You were mentioning that before. Yeah. Yeah. It starts in, uh, uh, less than a week. <laughs> we're on Tuesday. It starts next Monday. Well, can October you tell 4th. us about this job? I Much? can tell you that I will be doing sales and it's, and it's camera related too. Okay. So, so this is all new for me. <laughs> well, at least you're in, you know, you are a bit of a subject matter expert. So I think you would fit in. Yeah. This is going to be strange. So I, I think, yes, I will fit in and I'm good at talking to people who I haven't met before. And I like sharing information and mm -hmm. this show and me just liking to teach and stuff like that. And uh, I'm not going to say where it is yet. I don't know if I'm allowed to yet. Uh, so I'm not, I'm going to play safe, but um, it is somebody with photography and it is sales. It's New York. So maybe it, it's big. It's, it's New York. <laughs> it's New York city. Yeah. But it's my first job job in, in a really long time. Mm. And I don't consider my part-time job when I was doing camera work at uh, Brick. I didn't, you know, it it was kind of it was a job because I was getting a salary, and I was but it was part-time, and I was working cameras, and it didn't feel like like a corporate kind of place. This right. is a little bit more in the corporate kind of thing, even though it's sales, yeah. sales. Uh, so so it's gonna be like you know, work, 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 work. But I'm really happy because I'm finally, you know going to be contributing to my household <laughs> in some well, that's, way. That's good. That's important. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be really curious. Um, I'm going to be really curious about how I will be, but I'm, and I'm very excited and grateful. So, uh, cool. so that starts next Monday and I'm not sure how we'll affect our schedule uh, doing the show. I'm, my intention is not to stop doing the show. I just don't know how, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do more early morning shows anymore or not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we burn it or plenty of, <laughs> yeah. my brother used to say there's plenty of fish in the barrel. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Know. Yeah. There's yeah. some yeah. metaphor that works. There's here. something. Yeah. But you know, uh, if anybody has been following me for a long time, I don't know if I probably mentioned a bunch of times, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and uh, I'm excited and nervous and really want to, it's going to be a new chapter in my life. So, uh, all right. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll fill everybody in later when I, when I, when I'm able to. So cool. Yeah. So that's well, all. good luck, man. So yeah. you'll have already been working by the time we get sit down and talk again. So probably. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, okay. It's good. It's good. I, I, you know, I'm walking around. I realize every, not everybody's got a job, right? Because we still have a lot of unemployment. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm listening to the radio. I'm like, oh, yeah, those people, they have jobs, right? NPR, yeah. all, all those people they're yeah. talking to, they have jobs. You know, yeah. like my wife, she's got a job. You have a job. Yeah. Like, I'm well, I, but I went a year and a half without too. So, yeah. There was a kind of like, oh, I don't have to get up quite as early as I <laughs> used to. And, but I, I know I knew from that experience that I was not like ready to retire. It, it was not even. Yeah. Yeah. I, neither am I. <laughs> There's no way. I, no, we're, I mean, we're the same age. I'm not, I, I couldn't possibly retire, but, um, I think but just like, in terms of what retirement might look like, like, nope. I don't know. Nope. Well, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. yeah. But I'm really, um, let me think about this for a second. 
the the possibilities from this new job I'm I'm going to be really uh, intrigued by and what was I going to say about that uh there's something else I was going to say you just said something anyway doesn't matter we will uh we will fill everybody in as as the future comes so but yeah you know it's something new it's something new to for me to try yeah, I, good luck, I guess have I, fun i think it'll be it'll be great yeah, I, I guess I thought I didn't – I was going to say, I I wasn't sure. Like, first of all, it's really hard to find a job as a photographer, you know, because everybody's mm -hmm. a photographer. So, like, looking – this was a little bit out of my wheelhouse. And when my wife suggested, hey, look look a little bit beyond what you think you should do, and I did. And uh, it fell in really quickly, and I was like, okay, that must mean something. So, mm -hmm. um yeah, it was nice to to move outside my um my where my comfort zone is a little bit. So, but yeah, realizing you know the rest, much of the rest of the world is working, or much of the rest of the people in my world, I should say, you know, everybody's got a job, and I get to join that, uh, you know, that club a little bit. So anyway, I'm really excited. Figured, cool. yeah, All I'm right. glad. I'm, I'm glad for you, man. Thank you, thank you. Me too. And yeah, I'll check in with uh, with you in a week. <laughs> All right. I'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to the commute, you know? Uh, yeah. It's really strange. I That's like one thing I miss about working in my basement. I miss that whatever half hour, 25 minute drive downtown. Yeah. You change modes. You're in home mode and then you're in work mode and yeah. then you can leave work at home here. It just muddles together and like, oh, should I go downstairs and finish that thing? And like, yeah. No, yeah. No. That's, that's, I, I, I won't, I won't be driving. I'll be taking the train, but yeah. when I take the train, I read a lot and I listen to a lot. So I probably catch up on a lot of my podcasts and start catching up on a lot of reading about stuff. And and because I'll be working in, in, you know, in the photography world, it'd be great for me to catch up on a lot of photography stuff. Yeah. So, you know, maybe some of that might leak over into the show. I think that, cool. that might be kind of cool. So neat. Yeah. So I think we chatted up enough, right? No. Okay. We could go another hour. <laughs> we probably no. could. No, but you're, I got to go to sleep and you got to go to sleep. I'm, it's later for me. Yeah. So why don't we tell the world where we can find this? Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. I'm uh, Ward Rosin Fine Art. That's where I put my day-to-day -day, uh, work. I'm also on Facebook as uh, Ward Rosin Photography. And I run a little small business uh, called Ornis Photo or NIS.photo. You can find me there and I sell Asian sourced uh, lenses and lens adapters um, and primarily. That, sorry, but when does that become our official sponsor? Um, <laughs> when, when I have other, I want to have more stock to sell and that's, that's what's coming. That's what I was just, what I was going to say that I'm looking at setting up a black Friday blitz. Oh, okay. So I'm getting ready to, uh, to or, order some more stock in a little bit different. There's some of the manufacturers have uh different products now this fall and try and bring some of those products in and uh, sell them at reasonable prices when they do arrive. So awesome. So it's all good. Yeah. And last time I remember I was trying to figure out that lens. I was t talking about the new, uh, it was a 33 millimeter F 0.95 and the company's called, or the lens called. Lawawa. 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 It's the think, 33, isn't it? 33, 33 yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's a pretty looking thing. 
It is, and it, and it, but it's another it's another zero point nine five lens, which yeah. uh, which uh, and uh, apple chromatic too, which is yes. what rings all the bells. Yeah, and it's not that yeah. expensive, as I recall. Nope. No. Well, anyway, all right, cool. Well, hopefully, if you get one of those, maybe I'll buy from you. Okay, yeah. I'll do my best. I'll buy from you rather than. Uh, yeah, I'll buy from you. <laughs> okay. All right. Rather than who? No, yeah, I'm gonna say. Shush. Shush. Quiet. <laughs> All right. Bedtime. And then, yeah, bedtime. Okay. It's getting, I'm getting pokey here. So, uh, where can you find me at? AM Rosario on Twitter, AM Rosario on Instagram, Rosario Photo on Facebook. And uh, our website is streetshots.photography. And uh, if you want to buy me and board a beer or a coffee, hey, that's great. We got links on the, on the site. But uh, yeah, that's it until. Uh, that's it until next time, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> if I say so. <laughs> okay. It's your show. I'm just the it's co-host. My, I know. I know. Good. I know. You know, I, I'm so, I'm grateful for you for hanging out with me and, and being my co-host. So uh, you can put up with my silliness. I, I, if I can put up with your silliness, I can put up with anybody's silliness. Well, that, you, pull that's... Up with my, you pull up, you put up with my, my weirdnesses. So. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Again, we could be the same person. For all we we could be if we we might we might self destruct if we meet each other. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Matter antimatter. Right. That's right. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. And, yeah. and thanks. And thanks for everybody listening. Too. Okay, my pleasure. See you later. All right. Nighty night. Bye.